Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, Milo, it's uh, it's nice to join you for another SLC Punk's reaction. We're going to be talking a little bit about the draft move made by uh, by you, not by me, but by you. I want to be that very clear. Uh, Milo, can you explain to the listeners what you did? Yes, I'll explain to the listeners what I did. I created an unholy union. So here's what we got here. So uh, for the SLS, for the SB Nation uh, mock draft, um, just to give everyone the intel. So every site manager is in charge of their team's draft and. Uh, about three years ago, um, we had uh, trades taken away from us because they got too crazy. Um, I fear they may be taken away from us again because I have done something absolutely dreadful. And I'm so damn proud. So here's what we got. Uh, at number 23, the Utah Jazz selected. Actually, they did not select. We traded uh, the number 23 pick. Jay Crowder, Dante Exum, and Kyle Korver to the Minnesota Timberwolves for, and buckle up, folks, because it's about to get bumpy, Andrew Wiggins and Dario Saric. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, groan. Groan. So here's why. Here's why <laughs> I did this. Um, as all of you know, I am a raging pessimist. So, uh, but... It, it, I am not a raging pessimist when it comes to Andrew Wiggins. Um, actually, when it comes to very talented players on very underperforming teams. So with Andrew Wiggins, he has been, he was drafted in that same draft as Dante Exum. And I just felt that Dante Exum and his injury history, I'm not sure he's ever going to get the development that he needs on a team that is actively looking for point guards and starting point guard level. Uh, players um, in free agency. I also um, felt that any 23 pick was not going to be as good as what Dennis Lindsay could find um, in free agency uh, as far as like looking for players from Europe or looking for players from the G League. See also Joe Ingles, Royce O'Neal, and Epe Udo. Um, I also uh, believe that if Andrew uh, and I also believe that Jay Crowder is what he is—a highly inconsistent player who can uh, really bring you a W on one night and then bring you an bring you an L on another, uh, just because you can't count on a shooting. Um, now, with that said, uh, Jay Crowder—you could see what he was in Boston because Boston had a good development system, they had a good organization, they had a good coach, uh, they had a good system. And we saw what Jay Crowder was, and we got him. We have Boston level Jay Crowder right now, which is a very inconsistent player who can defend a lot of different positions. But you don't know that about Andrew Wiggins. And with Andrew Wiggins, uh, he, I believe if you put him in the right system, similar to a Victor Oladipo, he can have a glow up. Now, is he going to become an all-star? I don't think so. But I think he can uh, be able to be put in the right role for him. 
I think in a system, give him if you give that type of player with that type of potential to Johnny Bryant, and he's consistently in a team that is constantly working. Think about Minnesota. You don't have a, a strong work cult, uh, a strong working culture there. And uh, Jimmy Butler called that out. And people call Jimmy Butler the you know the malcontent, but he was just calling out a bad culture there. Guys didn't want to work. He said he w- like he could outwork all those guys, and it frustrated him to no end that Andrew Wiggins did not work. And I think that's a I think that's a byproduct of culture and and Andrew Wiggins' drive right now. But I think if you put him in the right system in Utah, he could have a glow up. But the main target of this trade was Dario Saric, because I think in this trade you can get a high level wing um, if you put in the right development, but you can really get the perfect front court partner for Rudy Gobert for the future. And this guy could hit threes. He's going able to guard multiple positions. He is able to put it on the floor. And in the right development system, this would be great. Part of the reason, though, um, of trading number 23, which hurt to trade, uh, was that Utah needed to have cap space because I still wanted to be able to allow Utah to have enough cap space to get D'Angelo Russell. And with the rumor mill going that Utah is really interested and that he could be the odd man out in Brooklyn, uh, Utah could be able to finagle their way to be able to get enough cap space in order to ha- uh, get a D'Angelo Russell. And I didn't want to bring anybody back in a trade that was a point guard because of that D'Angelo Russell potential. So uh, it gives Utah a an ability to be able to improve and get to an elite level um, should they miss out on free agency because they can focus on internal development. And now you're not just banking on internal development on uh, limited potential on Royce O'Neal and Grayson Allen and Dante Exum. Now you're really focused on Andrew Wiggins and Dario Saric and, and Donovan Mitchell. And if you miss out, you're still able to add Patrick Beverly, another guy who's strong, uh, a strong worker. And you're able to uh, bring in um, more wing players so you can have more depth on the wing. And Andrew Wiggins uh, gets that. His contract is awful. I will admit that. This, that that's really, really hurt me. But if you turn him into what you have, then people are going to be like, wow, Utah Jazz have Andrew Wiggins on that type of contract and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, and they have Dario Saric still on a rookie contract. Wow, that's amazing. And you nail, and you're able to get D'Angelo Russell. Could really, really be an insanely good young team with uh, Quinn Snyder, who is an insanely good coach. So that's why I did it. Roast me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I think I do like Dario Saric, and I remember you <laughs> you talking about this trade in our uh, dunk chat. Um, but when I heard what the price would be to bring in Dario Saric, it was one giant groan, kind of like the giant groan I made when Utah was rooting for the Wolves to win their last game of the season so we didn't have to play the Rockets. And we know what Andrew Wiggins did in that game. Uh, he did not pull through, and that's something that he has done consistently over his entire time in Minnesota. Uh, I also I mean, think he I, didn't pull through because that was at the end. Like Tibbs is totally playing his guys, and uh, even even Carl Anthony Towns was getting down at that point. Carl Anthony Towns wasn't playing up to his potential, so yeah. I think I think there was something to be like. I just think the culture was bad. But to be fair, no one in our dunk chat thought this was a good idea when i brought it to them <laughs> i i mean i no i don't one. know literally no one i, I mean, was I, I was 
I was out there <laughs> I, like I I, I, I was peddling spam. Like I was like like I could I I might as well have been male enhancement pills in that chat. Like no one was clicking it. No one wanted to go to it. No one wanted to no one was going to see that ad. And uh yeah, it it was um I yeah. I will say part of the part of the reason why I even did it was I wanted to see wanted to be a thought exercise. Basically, uh because the Timberwolves said they said we have uh, we are willing to part with uh with Dario Saric if we can get somebody to take on um and uh, Andrew Wiggins. And so I was like, boom, um I I want him. What can I do to what what can I do because that is a really good power uh, potential stretch playmaking for. And I really want him in the hands of of a franchise like like Utah. Mm-hmm. That's who Utah wanted Trey Lyles to be. That's what Utah dreams that Jake Crowder could be. To have that that baseline potential. And with the thought that Igor Kakashkov, now that he's floating out there um, since losing his job, and now there's no no coaching gigs left in the NBA, that he possibly could float his way back to Utah. Um, that's what I I really, really think that would be I, a good match. Well, I guess um, my question is my him. question is, uh, why did why are we giving up a pick? Because I feel like that contract is you know, they're getting some pretty good value. Like they get, you know, and I know, like you said, Jay Crowder's an inconsistent player, but he is a NBA role player. Uh, Kyle Korver is more filler at this point with his contract. Although when he came to Utah, they started winning a lot more games. Uh, and then Dante Exum is a legitimate prospect still. I know he has the injury history, but I just feel like they got a lot. And on top so, of that, they got so, our first so round to, pick. To, to, yeah, to be fair, um, there's two reasons why I gave up the pick. One, uh, the salary from the number 23 spot, if Utah were to draft a player, they would not have enough uh, cap space um, mm-hmm. to be able to bring on a max fr- uh, free agent. So that would mean no D'Angelo Russell. Um, it also means that Utah's dependent on D'Angelo Russell. It takes them – because we're. Uh, I, I pulled in uh, – Dario, that means there's no Tobias Harris, and especially with today's news that there's a lot of interest between Brooklyn and Tobias. That <laughs> makes you, me feel better. Somehow you knew in the, about the, the past, you knew the future. <laughs> like I said, my pessimism has no bounds. Um, I, I mean, you know, the thing is, is like Andrew Wiggins does have all the physical tools. That's why he was picked number one. He has you all know? the physical tools, but I just and don't so know. I if... think, I think if you put him. I, was, I do think he is the ultimate what if player, and I, here's the thing with this mock draft: I can make the move, and no one's hurt, except <laughs> people's feelings. And <laughs> but at the same time, it's a deal where I'm uh, where I, if, if if you put me in a sports bar and you're like, oh yeah, I put Andrew Wiggins with a good player, and I bet you he'd be great. But if you had to if you had to tell me, hey, um, are you gonna if I was an owner and you were going to pitch me that deal? Um, nine times out of 10, I'm going to be like, uh, that's a big hell no. (laughs) I'm not going to bring him on my team. I'm not cutting that check. But at the same time, um, that's how people were going to look at Victor Oladipo. 
Um, at some point, Victor Oladipo, uh, he could have been up for an extension, and you're like, oh, is he producing or not? And the minute you put him to a a a, a good franchise, um, he he really glowed up. And the other thing too is much like Andrew Wiggins, he he almost peaked in a way um, in his uh, in his years prior. Like he he peaked in his second year. He was averaging almost 18 points a game, and then he he dropped to 16, and then to 15, and then he gets to Indi- Indiana and just flourishes uh, because he's in a good system, he's in a in a good good culture, and I think for for Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins. So when Victor Oladipo had his breakout, he was 25. Andrew mm-hmm. Wiggins is only going to be 24 years old. And he's had a lot of time under his belt. Um, he wouldn't be the star player. And he also wouldn't have a coach who would be like, uh, screw you. Um, I'm playing the vets. Mm-hmm. Because we know that when Tibbs got there, he's like, Rose, Taj, Butler, my guys. And it, it, and it wouldn't be like that in, in Utah. You know, if Utah were to trade for Andrew Wiggins, you just like Quinn Snyder did with Ricky Rubio, Quinn Snyder would be on the first plane uh, plane flight to to wherever Andrew is and be like, what do you like to do? What here's where I see your strengths. Here's what what I'm gonna give you to work on for the off season. Here's Johnny Bryant. Um, this is where Donovan Mitchell is. This is where you know. This is where where we're working out. That we are t- completely invested in you. And it's very telling that Minnesota they've hired they hired a development coach. Just barely this year, just barely in the last week. They've never had that. They've never had a full off season, you know, a, a really good off season program for their players. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it's been a complete clown show up there, and you saw what players and and much like Rudy Gay is having, uh, he's turned into a very solid player over there in San Antonio. And part of you wonders, man, I wonder if if Rudy Gay was given this at age twenty three, twenty four, how much different would his career have been? And you say that a lot about San Antonio guys. You're like, man, if you would have given Boris Diaw to the Spurs when he was 23, 24, can you imagine? You could you know, just. So I think with uh, with with Andrew Wiggins, there's potential there, and especially with Dario Saric, there's a ton of potential there, and it's a great get. Um, and the other reason, the second reason why I did, I had to trade away the number 23 pick was um, the trade wouldn't have made sense in a mock draft. So for me to make the trade, I had to trade an asset in this fake draft. So it was a bit of a technicality to get in there. Um, well, I mean, uh, we admit it. I think you've explained your reasoning well. I, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed, Milo. That's all I will say. I know. <laughs> I, 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 fully, I, I fully anticipate um, that the blog post that goes along with this is going to be me fighting my way out of a corner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna avoid the I mean, comments. I, I feel, I feel like, I feel, I feel like, I feel like a good, like a good screenwriter. Like at the end of the season, when you know another one's going to start, you write yourself into a corner to see if you can write yourself out. And I don't think I'll be able to do it, but I look forward to being able to figure it out. <laughs> well, good job. You did a great job actually making that work. I know you put a lot of work with Minnesota. I know they probably said yes about as fast as they possibly could. Uh, But you did get Dario Saric, and I do like Dario Saric. Uh, I did get Dario. 
I was re- my real apple of my eye was uh, was Covington. And the other thing too is when I went to the Memphis Grizzlies for Mike Conley, um, I got a big hell no because um, um, as as you'll see in as you'll see, uh, Mike Conley went to the New York Knicks. Um, what, no, what, where did he go? He went to the Phoenix Suns. Mm. He went to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns traded their lottery pick, and uh, guess what? Uh, we didn't have something as valuable as a lottery pick, and we didn't have an organization as terrible as the Phoenix Suns that could guarantee that the other lottery pick could be just as valuable. So, <laughs> well, that's where. Well, that's kind of where it's at. It is what it is. It kind of sucks when you're a well-run organization when you trade draft picks. You know. It really isn't going to be that valuable. <laughs> you kind of want to find a tire fire to really work with. And so that's where Utah is. And so anytime I tried to throw assets like Derek Favors or Dante Exum, people were like, eh, which also doesn't give me a lot of hope for Mike Conley. I know Utah's talking with with Memphis, but I, I'll tell you what, if Phoenix gets, gets a little jumpy and thinks they can really uh, – that they're – a point guard away from making the playoffs, uh, Utah can't match what Phoenix can give them. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's now, and that's kind of where Utah's at. I think you did a good job, Milo. I, I guess, uh, uh, that's all I got. I guess let's look forward to Andrew Wiggins, uh, being on the Utah Jazz. <laughs> Guys, we will yeah. make sure to get high. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe to the SLC Punks podcast, part of SLC Dunk. Guys, 